People, 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 I got a guest of the hour, my man, Mr. Eddie from Nets and Bolt Sports. I'm your boy, Chris J. All the sports and loves me back. People, I stay on my grind. Eddie, my man, how you doing this morning? Yo, I'm doing great, man. Yo, I'm so glad once again to be on my Chris <laughs> J show. You know, every time I come down, we always have a great, great episode. So listen. I'm really down, <laughs> down to business. Let's go. Oh, yeah, man. Got to knit and gritty, man. Of course, we talk about sports. But the first topic today, you know what happened last night. The Oscars, the movies, the stars out. They all out and about. And you got comedians Chris Rock. And Will Smith had the shock of the night. He slapped Chris Rock on national wide TV because he said a comment about his wife about a Jane about a movie back in the 90s, a G.I. Jane, and Will Smith was very offensive to that. He handled the business towards his wife. So tell me your thoughts about what you thought about about it when you seen that slap happen on live TV. When I first saw it, I couldn't believe it. I'm not going to. I thought it was a skit. Me too. You know, but then you start seeing these tweets and then you see the uncensored video a will smith cursing at him like oh yeah this is definitely real this is definitely he was he was pissed off and when you look at chris rock and the way he took that hit by the way i have to give him props for that and he just laughed it off because i I get it when you get hit like that when something happens to you and something so uneventful it's so crazy at that moment all you can do sometimes just be in shock and sometimes you might laugh it off because of how shocked you are. And that's what Chris Walk was last night. It was funny to, to see him do that because I'm just like, yo, he doesn't know what just happened right now. He's even confused his damn self. But, uh, you know, in regards to Will Smith, I'm gonna say this before I say anything else. Uh, I always want to protect black women. I think that's the most important thing, um, obviously. You know, whatever joke he made about Will's wife, he maybe may have not known it. I don't know exactly, obviously, but, what I do know is that she did take offense to it. You could see her reaction when he said that joke. It Definitely. was not really pleasant Very. at all, you know? So at first it was funny because Will Smith was laughing. Yeah, he was laughing. He I was, was like, laughing. he's laughing with him. So I'm like, dang, he got, he got he laughing, got serious all of a sudden and just walked up there. So I'm thinking he about to just play around with him or something. I mean, it's an Oscar. They probably playing this stage, this, and he slapped him. Because yeah. at first, I didn't know what was going on because the folks was talking about it on, on social media because Stephen A. Smith said uh, uh, about Will Smith was wrong for doing that. What are you talking about? So I went to YouTube. Uh, I seen it. I said, oh, snap. Then I was like, what's G.I. Jane? So I'm like, I ain't know what G.I. Jane was. So I Googled it and I seen a, a picture of a white woman. She, she had a low cut, basically about ball. And I'm like, oh, so that's G.I. Jane. So when I see that, now I want to see G.I. Jane now because that happened. And I was yeah. like, where's G.I. Jane? And so this is my only issue with Will Smith. Eddie, my man. Now, Will Smith like 6'2", 6'3". He weighed like 200, 205 pounds. Chris Rock is like 5'9", 5'10", weigh about 150 pounds soaking wet. Let's be real here. And then I'm like... So you're going to slap a man that you're bigger than. And then, I ain't going to lie, Chris Rock should have slapped him back. He didn't. But this is my issue with, 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 with Will Smith, Mr. Yeah. Will Smith here. Okay, so last year, his wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, she's on a, on a TV show talking about their marriage. 
and all this and that. She had an entanglement with a with August Alcina, a rapper, singer, songwriter, basically cheating on Will Smith. So my issue is this: Why didn't you slap Mr. August Alcina? Why didn't you do that? So you want to slap Chris Rock? Someone you felt like he was a weak person because you knew he wasn't really doing that to you. But the guy that's having sexual contact with your wife, you don't want to contact or like talk. Like it just me like okay, you slap Chris Rock. Okay, cool, it's your wife, but still, she's been doing numerous of stuff publicly in the media, on TV, on TV shows, talking about this man. And that's my issue with Will Smith. With that, I I, I can see where you're coming from. I definitely I agree with that to a stand uh, to a point because. We look at the way that whole situation went down it was like yeah same thing what you're saying you have all this energy for chris rock but when it came down to that specific thing in his own self where was this outrage where is this don't touch my wife don't speak about yeah. my wife all that stuff you know yeah but one thing i will say in regards to maybe the reason why he didn't do that was because he was kind of checked out at that moment of time like yeah. he wasn't really feeling the marriage Maybe, maybe not. I don't really know, but you know, at that time they were having problems with Cote, so his love for her wasn't as strong apparently as it was last night when he defended his wife. Uh, so I could see the kind of disparities between those two right there. But in regards to what he did last night, man, seriously, I'm gonna go off of what I think and what I would have done. You know, because it's a big stage, it's a big moment, it's national television. I get what people are saying about, you know, protect your black wife, everything like that, protect your wife in general. Uh, but for me, what I would have done was I probably wouldn't have gone up to him and slapped him like that. You know, like I would have yeah. pulled him aside. I would have waited till the Oscars was over, yeah, man to man. Yeah. Like, it just, because, you know, yeah, I agree. I agree with you because being a man, you don't want to respect your wife. And then also man to man, you know, you want it to dress like a, a very professional. Cause I feel like we would slap them and say, like, keep my wife's names out your freaking mouth. And I'm like, dude, like he said it again. Yeah. And then he gonna be like, later that night, crying about an Oscar, talking about, about this media, people always talking about you and crying. Man, I don't want to hear that, man. You gonna slap this dude, get serious, then get emotional, then walk up like a male model. Like nothing happened. So it's just, I mean, what happened was that was the shock of the night, and I ain't gonna lie. If I'm Chris Rock, I ain't gonna lie. Will Smith gotta run me my fade. Like, what's up, bro? <laughs> like, there is no way. Because think about this. It, we all talk That's about fact. this. That's and you are a man, and, and this man slapped you. I don't know if Chris Rock may already got kids, but your kids and wife, since you get slapped on National Wide TV, and you didn't do nothing? You just stood there and laughed. Of course, he kept a professional. Loud, made a joke out of it. But in the back of your mind, he probably like, did he just slap me? Like, you gotta, hey, bro, you gotta see me man to man. Forget all that apologizing. We gonna apologize when we fight our fight first. We can fight and shake hands and walk off then, but you gotta see me. Win, lose, or draw, we gotta go to, like, throw some fists. Like, what's up? Yeah. I'm not, like, I'm a man first. You slap me. And the whole world seen it. The whole world, Eddie. The whole world see it. TikTok talking about laughing about the joke. The, the whole world. So Making now, out of it now, man. Like Chris Rock, you gotta get. Like, you, you gotta call Will Smith out. And Will Smith, 
Yes, he got cool points, but at the same time, he lost points too because of what he did. And then with your actions that your wife has done in the past. Yes, that's his wife still. My issue is this. I look at it. Did you do that for attention? Like, or just to do that for attention? Like, folks talking about that? I don't know. But hey, but it happened. He did it. I just, this probably, if I'm Chris Rock, he got to fight me. I'm sorry. Man to man, <laughs> we got to fight. Like, seriously. Seriously. I'll jokes aside. Seriously. No disrespect, Will Smith. I respect what you've done for far as acting, making movies, producing. Yes. I love Bel Air, the show. New Bel Air. I love it. But, man to man, you got to see me, bro. What's up? Like, there is no talking. We fighting. If I'm Chris Rock. I just hit him upside his head. What's up? No, what's up? What's up? <laughs> but, uh, you know, but hey, it happened. It's crazy. Now we going to the sports NBA. You know, last night, my Lakers blew a 23-point lead. We lost again. Lost to the Pelicans. LeBron James got 39 points. Se second quarter, he sprained his ankle. Thought he was done, but he played through it and still went off. What's your thoughts about the Lakers? Because right now, we are a 10th seed in the Western Conference we might miss the play-in tournament because I believe one team is a half game back off us, right on our tail. So if we lose a couple more games, we could drop out the play-in tournament. So what's your thoughts about the Lakers and their struggles that it seems like cannot go away? Yeah, that, that team right now is the Spurs. And I, for me personally, I've been really high on the Spurs this year, despite their struggles, despite, you know, being a young team and not really finding pieces to get together. but. I like the way they play, and I like Deontay Murray, so it's, it's going to be tough. It really is, and that's a team that now that they see the Lakers dropping at this state of the season and at this point of the season, you would want to make your best basketball or play your best basketball and hopefully trying to make it into the playing round. But for me, um, I had a chance to watch that game really close to last night, and what I saw was complete capitulation, complete capitulation. I mean, seriously. First of all, to give up 41 points in a quarter is never allowed, should never be allowed in the NBA ever in a game. You know, unless you're going to score 42, there's no way you should give up 41 points in a quarter. That was one thing, right? Secondly, I just saw a lack of effort from that game. I saw a lack of communication towards the end of the game. I saw some multiple bad shots. You know, there was some cut shots here and there by Malik Monk, uh, LeBron James, but for the most part, lack of effort, no defense. It was crazy to see. And once you saw the likes of the Pelicans gaining respect as the game went on, gaining some power, some energy from the crowd as well too, the Lakers had no answer. They didn't have no answer. You know, so I'm looking at this result and I'm saying to myself, this is a really bad loss. It really is. We're up by 23 points like we just mentioned before. And you had full control of this away game. Right? It's, it's tough to go on any ground and win. Maybe some some tougher than others, but for the most part, you know, Pelicans in New Orleans, you should be able to get a result there, despite them playing better since All-Star break. To be up by 23 points and to blow that when you are a team struggling right now, and up until that point, Russell Westbrook was playing well, the whole team was playing well. And it just, uh, uh, a switch just flipped, and it was just a totally different side in the third quarter, in, in the fourth quarter too as well. Can't happen cannot have that happen at this point of the, uh, the the season but you know it's a tale of what lakers have been the whole entire season so far inconsistent and mediocre play at best with some flashes of brilliance from lebron james and you know westbrook game winner here and there malik monk mm -hmm. put in some nice plays but in the end it's all disappointment for lakers fans 
Man, I'm going to say this, man, because I'm a Lakers fan. Um, If we don't make the play-in tournament or anything, this will go down as the worst trade in sports history. In basketball. Basketball. And I'll be honest because think about this. We, a couple years ago, in, in the bubble, won a championship, 2020. Had Caruso. You had Contavious Caldwell-Pope. You had uh, a Kyle Kuzma. We had some good young pieces, good young pieces around us. They had Dennis Schroeder, had great young guys to build around. Then we had Ingram, Ball, Josh Hart. We had so many young pieces. Got rid of all those pieces, get AD. And you know, the first year AD was there, he was great, yes. But from, from year two and year three, injuries, his play has decreased, not been very, he, he had to be consistent. And it's like, he just has no dog in him. And then with us trading all our young players away, to get old players that can't play defense, one-dimensional, can't really shoot like that. It, I'm like, I'm like, and LeBron wanted all these players. And my issue with LeBron James is this. Why do you always want to go old instead of young? When you're at his age, shouldn't you want to play around young players? Because first off, they can run, they have energy, they have something to prove every single night, and then they're going to listen to you. You're LeBron James. You are their mentor. They're going to listen to you. Think about Phoenix. Chris Paul, 36 years old, around young players. Devin Booker, Aiden, Crowder. You have Payne. You have a Mikael Bridges. You have young players that's hungry, and they're listening to you. And then they gain more experience being in big games. And now Phoenix, the next four or five years, they set and then Chris Paul, he's 36, but he's around young players. So now his career lasts longer. Same with Steph Curry, around young players, Jordan Poole, Wiggins, uh, uh, Kaminga. You have so many young pieces around those guys, around Clay, Dre, and Steph. Now when they're getting older, they got their young guy, this five or six, seven, eight deep around them. So they'll play longer. And LeBron James just, he's, he's 37 years old. He, he, he's old. Basketball year, he's an old man basketball year. He's playing great still, yes. Great, yes. But he's 37 and you're 19 with so much mileage on his body. And then now we don't really have many dra uh, draft picks to trade. We have a ton of old players. So the question is, what can we even do next year in the offseason to get our, our roster younger and better? Right now it's a question mark. There's a question mark. And, you know, I think that it even goes beyond next year because unless the front office finds a way to offload a lot of these players that they decided to get this past offseason, Wayne Ellington's, you know, I, despite him playing well, Kamala Anthony, he's passed his years. He's been, once again, like you said, with LeBron, he's been effective, but he's pretty old himself. Can't um, play defense. Yeah, especially that too. You know, the Kendrick Nunn experiment hasn't worked out. Hasn't played all year, Nunn. That has not played all year, all year, you know, and he was supposed to be one of the more key pieces to this team moving forward. Obviously, what's the Westbrook? So, for me, it goes a little bit past next offseason. I don't see how you, as a Lakers organization, offload these many players. Um, maybe the contract situation may be a little bit different, so it may be possible, but who are you bringing in at this point? You know, like, what what's the cap space looking like for next year? Um, it's looking like another year of mediocrity. I do see a, a bit of a better play depending on who they have. Not name Russell Westbrook at, least at this point. <laughs> he'll be but, gone in all season. Yeah, he'll be gone. He'll be gone. Definitely, he'll be gone. 
you know so that should increase the play of the whole entire team but once again we know that lebron james whenever he's on a, a team it's always championship expectations right so how far off will they be from that championship next season they'll be pretty far off in my opinion like they won't be touching it because right now not only the suns and the the warriors are playing better but the grizzlies man the grizzlies, the grizzlies they young and around john moran they don't care they're not fearless of anybody they're not you know? man Without they, they, John Morant, they, 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 they still great. Without the during the regular season, fifteen to two without this season, yes. it's crazy. It is crazy, and that is a team. That is the definition of a team playing well without a star player, right? Whenever LeBron James is out there, uh, when he be, whenever he's not out there, at least in the case, like they're, they're like, definitely they a loss. So discombobulated sometimes. It's even crazy to watch, you know. So I can't. That you have to follow the blueprint of the of the Grizzlies in the sense that whenever your best player is off the court, you have to be still a record to be dealt with on the court and offensively and defensively. And for that, the Lakers have to find ways to retool the whole team next season. Man, I agree, man. Right now, we're just uh, not very good right now. And this year is over. We're not going to. In my opinion, I think we will miss the playoffs because I think the Spurs will be the 10th seed. And I think we'll be the 11th seed outside looking in because I I feel like, man, we got a tough schedule coming up. We got some tough games. Yeah. And right now, with how and LeBron's status right now, with that ankle, he said it hurt, hurt it last night really bad. Yeah. And so... I expect him to not play the next couple games. And AD's not coming back to he says he says April 1st. We got a couple more games until he comes back. So and then when he comes back, AD has missed the past week. So he's not in rhythm. And then he may get hurt again. And then again, he may be on minute restriction. So right now, having AD doesn't really solve anything because with him we're still with him. So I mean it don't mean nothing. Gotta switch it up, man, because I know when this happened to your Miami Heat last week versus Golden State Warriors, they got to an argument. Jimmy Butler, you have the bench arguing. Dunnis Haslam going at it tonight. Beat your behind. This and then the third. The coach, Eric Spolshar, getting into it. Jimmy Butler. When you seen that, what were your thoughts about your beloved Miami Heat? Because y'all are the are a two seed right now in the in Eastern Conference. Y'all are very a lot of dealt. Y'all can make a deep run in the playoffs. So what is your thoughts about your Miami Heat right now? Because last week that was a bad situation. I mean, right now we're playing some bad basketball. I mean, you can't really hide it, to be honest. I can't defend my Miami Heat right now because of the way we're playing the lack of effort sometimes, the lack of offensive threat that we have in the past couple of games. And when I saw that that argument between Jimmy Butler, Spoel, and Udonis, for me, I didn't really think too much of it because I just know that my quote unquote heat culture can get scrappy sometimes, you know? <laughs> and it's it's been said by players like Kyle Lowry, Bam Adebayo that this is regular. This happens in practice pretty much frequently. And it just happens, it so happens to spill onto the court where people can actually see you know so it's not a big deal for me i think that it looked bad and it's only looking worse because of how we're playing it was like bad timing for me right now uh to move to the 76ers without joel Embiid and james harden you know steph curry not there Clay thompson not there jay Green not there we lose to the warriors lose to the knicks you know what i'm saying lose to uh, there's so many other teams Jay, last night you got blown to the to the 
to the Nets for that matter. So it's looking pretty bad right now. But I will say this, there's still more games to go. So we have a chance to at least build some small momentum heading into the playoffs because that's what you don't want to do. You don't want to lose these games when it comes to building momentum in the playoffs. Momentum is a very much a key point in how you perform. And, you know, that could send us out in the first round depending on how we play. So I need, I know we need to get it together. And it, it, I think it will happen. Uh, just a matter of us getting that first win. We're going to play the Kings up and coming. So we need to get that win. That's a must win for me. And we'll see how it goes. But right now, we just need to find a balance that we had when we were winning and we were looking like the best team in the East because it's still there. We just had a stretch of bad games that people are now judging us off of and saying that we're the most overrated first seed or an overrated team in the East and we're going to get swept by the Nets. All that is nonsense to me. It really is. I feel you, man. The Miami Heat, I believe y'all have a chance of going to the top final this year because y'all have so much depth. Y'all have all the pieces. Y'all have the grit, defense, you have offense, you have the coaching, you have the president, Pat Riley. Y'all have the tools and then y'all in Miami, South Beach, you know, y'all have so many great reasons why y'all can win a title this year because y'all are a really good team all season. My issue with this, I feel like sometimes they kind of rely on Tyler Hero sometimes too much. Mm -hmm. Like Tyler Hero, yes, he is a good, come got, got a six man off the bench, yes. But the playoffs come, you're not finna win because Tyler Hero dropping 30 points a game. Like you gonna got like Bam out of Bayou, Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, the guy that's been there or done that. And Tyler Hero will play a big part in that. But you can't put your all your hope in the guy coming off the bench every single night and going off. Because sometimes he may have an off game. And then the playoffs, teams can really lock in on you and like watch film on you like that. Because the playoffs is two weeks to play the same team. So it's not like just the regular season where you just you're playing this game, this team here, this team there. The playoffs is different. But the Miami Heat, I think they have a good shot because I've been watching them play basketball and you got a coach that's been there and done that. And now Jimmy Butler, I can say this though, he has to play great this playoffs because he can pay the big bucks. And they went all in this season getting Kyle Lowry. And I'm, I know that Oladipo, he's still trying to get back into shape and everything. But y'all have a lot of, y'all scaring people right now because y'all have a lot of depth and y'all got a good shot right now. So hopefully your Miami Heat can get on the right track and make something happen. Yeah, we better, we better. And the the, the key player that comes down to it all is Calari for me because yes, throughout the season, he's been more passive. He's been finding ways to get guys into their spots and score more often. Early on in the season, it was more so Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and Tyler Harrell taking shots. Calari being the more facilitator, which he still is at this point. And this is the reason why we went and got him, right? So we can have a pass first point guard you know, compared to Dragons last season, who was more of a score first point guard, get a guy who increases the pace of the offense and makes us look better, you know? But for me, when it comes down to it all, we need to see him take more shots in the playoffs. He's been doing that recently in a couple of games. You know, he I think he dropped 26 last game against uh, the Warriors for that matter. So, you know, he's he's finding some rhythm, but when it comes down to what you just said in regards to Tyler Hero not being the guy to drop 30 points every game in the playoffs, yes, it has to be guys like Kyle Lowry, most importantly Jimmy Butler, and Ben Adebayo who take those shots and help out and mediate the offense. Because right now, I see him as a real threat, 
but he hasn't been shown it enough for me to really count him in there as a real threat offensively. But I know he could do it because you look back at his days in Toronto and you saw that man getting buckets. Yeah, Just saying. I, I agree. I so, agree. yeah, it's possible. It is possible. Definitely, man. Man, we got to go to college basketball. Of course, March Madness right now. The Final Four is all set. Saturday, you have the greatest rivalry in college history. Duke versus North Carolina and Kansas versus Villanova. And then with this Duke-North Carolina game, the first time they've played ever in the Final Four in history, Duke and UNC. So this going to be going to be some a very big game. Get your popcorn, your drinks, get ready because it's about to be a showdown. So, so just tell me your thoughts about March Madness so far and has it lived up to the hype? And are you excited about the matchup this Saturday? March Madness for me every year always lives up to the hype. Since I started watching it, it's been great. You know, even me just, even the, the thought of supporting my team at Rutgers doesn't sound like a far-fetched thing to do because March Madness is where you make your name. You saw what happened this year with St. Peter's in Jersey City and New Jersey as a whole going to this far, Sweet 16, Sweet 8, all that great stuff. You know, so it's possible. It really is possible. Now, when it comes down to this Duke and North Carolina matchup, I am loving it. I am <laughs> loving it. The rivalry's going to be great. Um, the big story is Coach K, obviously. So we're going to see exactly if he's going to live up to this expectation of trying to beat a really hated rival in the North Carolina. Uh, I think I forget the, the team's name. But um, anyways, you know, in regards to that matchup, it's going to be fun to watch. Also, the likes of Kansas, who I did not think were going to actually be this far in the tournament in the four, final four. Um, I had them dropping a little bit later on in the tournament, but they surprised me as well. So kudos to them. So we'll see what happens. I I'm excited and I'm just looking forward to this matchup right here. I, I don't know if, if Coach is going to go home, if he does, but it would be really, really tough as a Duke fan to see Coach K go home at the hands of North Carolina. Yeah, that was crazy. crazy. I think I texted you some weeks ago when it first started. I said, I wouldn't be shocked if Duke gets to win, wins it all because it's about narrative. It's yeah. about what they plan for. You plan for Coach K last ride every single game. Because yep. I sat there and said it. I wouldn't be shocked if Duke wins it all. This yep. is last year. This is his last ride. He's about to be gone goodbye-bye. What better story would it be for him to win going out on top? What better story is that? Winning your sixth championship in college, NCAA history, your sixth title, and he's been to most Final Fours in the history of 13 now. So, like, like that would be a great storyline now. A, a great storyline, too, would be North Carolina beating Duke and Coach Cage last year. So, this game got a lot of stuff going into it. Then... Weeks ago in Coach K's last home game at Duke, North Carolina beat them. They mocked the flow with them. And now they're playing in the final four. So it doesn't get better than this. This is gonna be this is like this is like barbecue chicken, man. It's it's sweet and tasty and good. Like the good barbecue sauce on top of it. You just mmm mmm mmm. You just ready for it, man. So I'm excited about March Madness. It's been great. Now, I didn't expect, you know, Kansas to really get there either, but hey, they got there. Cause I thought um Gonzaga, Arizona, they'll probably be in the final four. But both of those teams lost. Yeah. So that's what what I love about March Madness. Like it's madness. Anything can happen. 
anything goes, it's one game. You play it one game. So, so sometimes the best team doesn't always win. And then nobody probably thought Duke would be here, North Carolina would be here, Kansas and Villanova would be this far. But hey, that's March Madness. That's the beauty of it. And so just being sports fans, you can't ask for a better time right now. I'm very excited for it. And man, Eddie, my man, what a time to be alive. It is. It is, you know. And I, I'm going to make the pro, uh, the bold prediction there. I'm going to call Nova over Kansas. Not only too bold for me because I already thought Kansas were frauds anyway. But I'm going with uh, Nova on this one. And on top of that, I think Duke gets his revenge. I think Coach K gets his revenge. So I'm going with Duke here. So we'll see what happens. I've been wrong most of the time when it comes to this March Madness bracket. Hey, it's, it's, it's unpredictable. It really is. You know, I had Baylor winning it all, and I, they lost, like, what? I think it was, like, round of – they, they, they got dropped off. So, you know, it is what it is, you know. So, it, it's tough. It's tough, but that is all what March Madness is about, right? So I know Villanova, they lost their point guard to a torn Achilles. He's out, I think. So – I don't know how big of a factor he was to their team to a degree, but hey, it's next man up at this point. Next man up, so we gotta see what happens. Yeah. But to be honest, um, I'm rolling with Duke over UNC because who they're playing for, Coach K. They're gonna be motivated to beat North Carolina this time because the last time they played, UNC beat them, mopped the floor with them. So this time, they'll have that motivation to beat them this time. And then Kansas and Villanova, um, I don't really know right now, but I'm gonna go with Kansas just because um, I feel like with them losing their starting point guard, that could play a factor. But I've been wrong too. So hey, it is what it is. It's March Madness. Anything happens, anything goes. You know. Now, man, of course, this is another question. The last question I ask you, of course, football, man, oh, yeah. NFL. You know, it's been a crazy. All season, probably one of the best ever of all time. Just from the player movement, the trades went down. And I have two questions, two for one. Okay. So first off, of course, in that AFC, you know, AFC West, you know, which team do you feel like has made the biggest jump? Like, which team you feel like has the best advantage of winning that division and making a Super Bowl run? Because you got the Broncos signing Russell Wilson. The Chargers got Khalil Matt. They got a cornerback. They got a, the buff offensive lineup. You have the uh, the Chiefs lost Tyreek Hill, so they may went down some. The the Raiders signed Devontae Adams. So which team do you feel like has the best edge right now? Because this division is stacked. I'm going with the Broncos, 100, percent 100. percent You know, when you look back at last year, right? This team lost a lot of games. They lost, I think, it was like seven and ten last year. Those games that they lost were, some of them were one-possession one games. Some of them they couldn't score, but the defense did its job. I made a bold prediction, and I said that this year, with Russell Wilson being at the helm of QB, they would be easily top five, and possibly they could be number one in defense this year. That's what I'm saying, because when you have a QB like Russell Wilson who can sustain drives, who can take care of the football, who can score points, your defense has shorter fields to work with, your defense has better chances to get off the, the field on third down. So I'm liking that defense. To me, it's the best defense in the division right now as it stands. That's by far. And when you look at the time pieces that they have right now, Jerry Judy, Corlin Sutton, these guys don't get a chance to really prove what they are or who they are as players 
you know, because they don't have the QB talent. Last year, Teddy Bridgewater, I've defended him a couple times, didn't work out. Drew Locke, obviously there, didn't work out, you know? And I'm not sure exactly if they were bad and they looked better because the Chiefs were struggling last year because the Chargers were inconsistent last year as well as the, as well as the, the Raiders. But this year, despite all these teams getting better, the Chiefs kind of saying a little bit the same for me, losing maybe a little bit more than what they thought they would. Um, I think that right now the, the edge has to go to the Broncos by far, by far. I feel like, um, you know, that's a great pick because really last year watching them play the game of, game of games, they lost so many close games because they have the quarterback. Now you got Russell Wilson who's coming off a season that people kind of have forgot about him, saying he's not the same quarterback, not very good. And then he's missed some of this season with a thumb injury. Coming back this year, he had a chip on his shoulder, new team, new city, new scenery, new fans, new teammates, new owner, new GM. He has something to prove. And right now I feel like adding him to that, that Broncos roster, the Broncos are a team that's better to go. And then he's in the high mile city in Denver, Colorado, and then and then he has a Hall of Fame GM uh, and John Elway, guy that's been there and done that. With yes. uh, well, GM or head coach, whatever he is, he's John Elway. So I feel like the Broncos are ready to go. Now, I will ask you this, you know, which had, which trade kind of shot you the most seen so far? Because it's been a ton of trades. So which one has kind of, when you seen you like, what? Wow, that happened? So which trade kind of gave you that wow moment? That's funny you ask because it, it actually came recently with Tyreek Hill and him going to the Dolphins. You know, I was going to say the Devontae Adams trade, but then again, you see the way that Green Bay operates. It's not really that far-fetched. Tyreek Hill leaving Kansas City to go to the Miami Dolphins. No state tax in Miami. <laughs> good place to be in. I'm not going to lie. You know, so he made a, he made a good beach. decision. If it was any other team to go to. At this moment, <laughs> I give him props because I, I, you know, Miami, New York, eh, you know, not way to say it. But you know, I, I like the idea of him wanting to challenge. Definitely not going to be the same with having two attacking around lower throwing him the football there, or a new head coach. You know, the team that's trying to establish itself. They it's, got a high far offense of speed. They got some weapons, and they got a pretty straight defense. Yeah. So, but the, the question mark is Tua. Can two emerge this year? Because if he doesn't emerge this year, he will be bye-bye, hit the road. Don't you come back no more, no more, no more. No more. Hit the road, Jack. Don't you come back no more. Like, for real. Like Ray Charles. R.I.P. Ray Charles. R.I.P. But I'm, yes, man. But uh, that was the wild moment for me, too, because I didn't think of a trade Tyreek Hill. Because in my opinion, he is the most dangerous receiver in all the league because of speed. He's a great route runner, and you can't match up with him. He's a matchup nightmare. And now, him leaving Kansas City, that they'll still be a team that's good if KC gets. Yes. But they're, they're not going to be the same without Tyreek Hill because oh, yeah. with him, he's a matchup nightmare. And then you couldn't double team Kelsey, you couldn't double team Hill. Now, more pressure's on Travis Kelsey because now teams can double team Travis Kelsey and force. Guys like McCole Hartman to beat them, and they got J Juju to beat them. They have, Josh they got Marquez Scantlin, I think. So uh, mm -hmm. J Josh Gordon, he may play, may not play, but he, he been the same, the same player in years, to be honest. Yeah, I know. But you know, uh, so that kind of shocked me. But hey, the sports, it is a business. 
Peter Bohill from the Creel. So gotta support, bro. Cause he from the Creel. He from yeah. Coffee County. Gotta support Coffee, man. Tyreek got his, got his money. 120 mil, 72 mil guaranteed. I can't turn that down. Living in Miami, no state income tax or state tax, whatever the case may be. Living in South Beach, playing for Miami. How can you turn that down? I just can't do it. Yeah, as a football player too, being an athlete, being a superstar, like that's a great place to live. It yeah, really man. Is, it really is. But you can just see right now that he doesn't want to win championships, in my opinion. Or at least it looked like it because going from Kansas City to Miami, yeah. you know, like if you wanted to win, you would have took the pay cut. You know, you yeah. would have took the pay cut. You would have made something work to stay with that team because you see all these other teams in the AFC West getting better. Like you are an important piece of that team. You leave now. They have a big, massive hole there. That they, this, like you said, they're going to be good, but it's not really replaceable for me. Tyreek Hill is one of those receivers that you just cannot replace. And we've seen tons and tons of times that some of these great teams struggle to really get going because of the losses of some of the great players that they couldn't replace the prior offseason. So we'll see what happens. I agree, man. My man Eddie came on the show, listen show, man, on Listen Most Network. Man, you came on the show once again. We always kill it together, man. Yes, always sir. a pleasure having you on the show. Talk sports, throw our knowledge, throw our skill set on there. And man, like, just tell the fans where to find you at and what you got going on. Uh, so you guys can find me on Twitter at the Road at your three. I think my tag right there. So you can just type that in on Twitter. You'll be able to follow me there. I now tweet more often, so you should see my hot takes, everything that comes with it. Um, you know, on nuts and bull sports, game breakers, fire always, game breakers. Oh yeah, yeah, game breakers. Can't forget about game breakers. You know, drop it every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Tune in for that, obviously, because the pod is crazy. I'm telling you, you gotta tune in. You have to. And if you want to see my articles on nuts and bull sports website, you can tune in on that too. You can check it out and see how it is. But you know, I appreciate my guy Chris J for once again having me on the show. Like you said, it's a great time always coming here. What a time to be alive. <laughs> Yeah, man, thank you, bro. I appreciate it, man. Just, you know, uh, guys trying to take it the same goal long term. And we definitely going to meet up soon, man. Very soon, man. Got to. Got to come out of Jersey, New York. Show me around the city. Show me around the hot spots. Show me a good, a good food place. And show me where the beautiful woman at because I'm single. Yes, sir. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, <laughs> I'm single, yes, sir, man. I'm single. And I want to mingle. What's up? We got to do what we got to do. Oh, I, I know I seen you. A couple of days ago, having mimosas, having a oh, good time, yeah, you and yeah, the friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, need, I, I, said, I need to get like Eddie, man. I need oh, to get like Eddie. Because where I'm at right now is no mimosa spots. I'm in a college town right now. I'm finna move to Atlanta probably late this year or sometime. But right now, I need the spots. There's no spots here, man. So I'm jealous over here. Oh, in New Jersey, New I got York, living it up, and I'm in Georgia. I'm in a college town with these college people, and I I don't leave the house besides going to work. So man, I need to get like my man Eddie right now. I got you, man. I got you. Come down here. We're gonna have a great time. I'm uh, oh, matter of fact, I might come this summer. I might come late June. I'm, I'm dead serious, man. Come there or late June or July. I, gotta, I come up there and see my man though. People, y'all heard him, man. He knows the sports. I know my sports. We a great collab together. Always a great help my guy on the show. Shut up and listen to people. Go to Nuts and Bolts Network. Joe Cordoso, the founder. Appreciate Joe. Shout out Joe. We love you, Joe. Thank for the platform. I'm pretty nuts. 
thank y'all for the show. And people, we love y'all. We out. Have a great day. Have a great Tuesday, I believe. Right? A Monday, Tuesday. We love y'all. Monday, Monday, I'm at Monday. Great Monday. We love y'all. Peace.